I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. And welcome to episode 47 of the Canto Bite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, my co-host and friend, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello, friend. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Just relaxing on this really hot Monday afternoon. It's finally getting hot here in California. Like, for the longest time, we were getting, like, in, like, the 50s and the 60s in May. And then June came, and it's like, all right, it's going to be hot here. And it's been hot. So, it's been fun i would prefer 50s and 60s me too i love cooler weather which is why i'm really excited to go to chicago next april because i get to be in actual weather other than just like california heat and california it's either just like the heat or it's like cold but i mean that's fine like seasons are great but um i i ordered another porg i mean how is it even possible that you don't have all of the porgs so, okay, so Jenny Nicholson posted a video on her YouTube account, and she actually has a lot of porks, too. Like, I almost like I almost think she's, like, close to beating me with how many porks that she has. And there were three porks there that she had that I didn't have. One of them being the Funko Brown Porg that I just ordered online. There's another one. It's, like, a Saga Porg. It's, like, 30-something dollars, and it's, like, 16 inches. And then the third one is, like, one from China, which is, like, Porg Buscemi, but, like, smaller. And its eyes are, like, more... Um, away from its face or away from its like spread out that's the word but yeah um, I think I'm going to try to finish the poor collection off if it's not too expensive yeah and then there there was the uh, San Diego Comic Con exclusive lounge fly porg backpack oh my god don't remind me of that and 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 the little fucking like hot wheels millennium falcon with the porg in it which i want more than i've ever wanted anything oh my god i love it i wish this would have like been released like before my birthday so i could have like hinted at my family members like hey i want this but i did get a i did get a porg or a purse with the porg on it for my birthday so i i did win that it had Kylo Ben on it, too. Oh, that's as good. like everyone from The Last Jedi. And I'm like, all right. It's great. 10 out of 10. But yeah, Porgs, they're they're back in fashion. And I can't wait to get my little brown Porg in the mail. I want to name it because I named my two Porgs, Kathleen and Kennedy. So maybe I'm trying to think of like what I can name the Porg. Because obviously the two Porgs are named after Kathleen Kennedy, but maybe you can name it after like her maiden name or her middle name or something. But I was trying to look for, look for her middle name somewhere and I couldn't find it. So, What's her husband's name? 
Oh yeah, let's look them up. Kathleen Kennedy. Frank. <laughs> there we go. Frank the Porg. That's that's not bad for a pork. I think it's pretty cute. Frank the Porg. Well, Emily, how's your week been going? Um, it's been okay. Yesterday I was sick, which is why we didn't record yesterday. Because I was like, it was really weird. I was fine. And then I don't know if I just got like overheated or what. Because it was kind of hot in my room because I was trying to not use the air conditioner. And I was cleaning my room because I needed to get rid of a bunch of books because I had way too much stuff. Like, so I just, I think, I, I don't know, but I just started to feel like awful like an hour or so before we normally record. But I took a nap and now I'm feeling better mostly good i'm glad yeah i hate when that happens like right before you record like that happened to me like a couple weeks back where like i took a shower and i was just like i feel like i'm gonna faint and i'm like um give me like 30 minutes and i'll recuperate but yeah that sucks i hope you're feeling a lot better than you were yesterday yeah i know i no longer feel like i'm going to die so that's good that's good that's not that's not fun (laughs) and i got rid of like three like grocery bags full of books Oh, that's awful. No, it's actually good because I had so much stuff. Like I had a lot of like, you know, like free stuff that I picked up at conventions or like advanced reader copies of stuff that I had been sent and just stuff I was never, ever going to read. Like, so there's no need to keep it. And now I have room for more books. (laughs) Had you arrived all those books that you got rid of? And it was just like, I'm like some of them I had and it was like, I'm not going to read this again. And some of them, mm-hmm. it was just, because it was stuff like I'd pick up conventions and stuff like that, some of it just wasn't stuff that really interested me. So I'd rather, like, I'm, I'm just going to put it out on the curb and people will take it. Because <laughs> things will get taken in this neighborhood, like, super quick. So hopefully, you know, they'll find a home. Hmm. But, Sounds good. And then I ordered, like, a one of those big, like, DVD cases. Ooh. Just one of those ones that holds like 400 and something DVDs because there's no need to have all the like plastic cases. Yeah. Like it's not like I ever look at the liner notes or anything. And I guess I have so many. It takes up so much room, especially because I have a lot of box sets, Mm. like TV box sets and stuff. And I might keep like one or two of those super nice ones like the things that are in cool cases but mostly the ones with mendo of course yeah well though yeah one with mendo i'll keep but or at <laughs> least i'll keep like the actual like art but i just want to i want to get rid of it and then everything will just be in like a little you know like one foot cube instead of taking up an entire corner of my bedroom <laughs> yeah well dang it looks like you're doing a lot of spacious or making yeah it's just sort of time well because i have i have dvds and blu-rays to the point where they no longer all fit on the shelves that i have and so i can't oh my god i can't find anything anyway so if i just have like a case that i have in alphabetical order i can't remember the last time i bought like a dvd or like a i think the last jedi because i bought the both like the soundtrack and like the blu-ray dvd but I don't do that anymore. I mean, with like things like Netflix and Amazon yeah. and everything, like 
Well, part of it is, like, sometimes I know, like, well, if my internet's down, I still want to be able to watch stuff. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's like, fuck. Or if, like, you know, like, accounts change or formats change or something, like, I always, like, I can just keep a DVD, like, I still have a VCR, so I can te- keep a DVD huh. player forever. Like, I, I don't buy a lot now in disc format, but, like, you know, occasionally stuff will be, like, five bucks on Amazon or something. That's a good point. Damn. I didn't think about that. Sorry if you hear yelling. My dad's just yelling through the hallway. Well, um, so do you want to get into the massive amount of Star Wars news that we have this week? (laughs) You know what's so funny? Because this could have been like four episodes worth of Star Wars news. Except that it happened in about three days. So we sort of just ended up exactly back where we started with the Star Wars news. Right? I just feel bad. Yeah, I just feel bad for those podcasters that like reported this news like the day that it actually happened. Oh, yeah, because people are doing like special episodes and shit. Yeah, like I was listening to the Sith Place yesterday and like they were talking about it. Like it it had just like been really sad. Yeah, they're not going to do the movie anymore. And they were talking about it. And I'm like, Okay, oh. yeah. so we should actually talk about what the news was, which is Collider put up a thing that said that the Star Wars story movies were no longer going to be happening. And that included the two that they never, I mean, Lucasfilm never actually confirmed or announced, which is Boba Fett and Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And then everybody freaked out. Twitter was insane. <laughs> Um, and then basically the next day, was it the next day? Yeah. We found out that's probably not entirely true. Um, and this is going off stuff. And I, okay, to to Collider's credit, there was a, this is very fluid and we don't really know what's going on, but... Yeah, so the next day, Jason Ward on Making Star Wars had a couple, there were actually a couple of articles. One is that sort of the way they think this rumor came about, which is that there was studio space at Pinewood Studios that had been reserved for an upcoming Star Wars film that they relinquished their hold on. And so that sort of like spread all this all this gossip. People were panicking and stuff. But according to Jason, and this is um going off the article again, makingstarwars.net, the best place for all your Star Wars news. And he says, Well, after speaking to a few more Pinewood sources, it sounds like they were there was going to be a movie or premise along the lines of most Eisley Spaceport, a Star Wars story. Brackets, not an official title. <laughs> Crew members of the previous Star Wars film said they believed the other movie was about the spaceport Luke Skywalker goes to in the original film. In other words, my sources were saying this movie we never even heard of was canned or postponed, and it does not mean Obi-Wan Kenobi and Boba Fett films are doomed. To make it extra clear, it sounds like the studio space was canceled, people panicked, assumed it meant bad things for Kenobi and Fett films, it was actually movie fans have never heard of, based around Mos Eisley's spaceport that was either canceled or is postponed for now. What the fuck? (laughs) 
I mean, like when this when the first day of news released, oh, no, let's go back to like before it was released. Let's go. Let's go back to like the day that everyone, including myself, was big tweeting things because I had heard otherwise or stuff otherwise. Like I had heard from somewhere that Kathleen Kennedy was stepping down. And I thought that was the news. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, like, because yeah. before, like, should say, if you are not on Star Wars Twitter, before the Collider thing broke, there was a basically a whole day of there is news coming and we and and it's dramatic. But that was it. It was like the most vague. We can't tell you what it is yet. And so everybody like I was terrified it was like going to be something with Ryan Johnson's films being canceled. Yeah. I, I just I <laughs> I hate all of this. Like I hate that you know so many people were like, oh my god, what's the news? And the news came out, and then I don't know. It just it's like first off, like when I found when the first day of news when I found out that okay they were not going to do Obi Wan and Boba Fett film, I'm like okay whatever. Like we don't need these films. Like I know that they're going to do something with Obi Wan Kenobi because for God's sake, Ewan McGregor's there and he's ready to party. But and then Boba Fett, it's like, do we really need that? like a standalone for like a character that didn't even have like five minutes of screen time and like the whole Star Wars saga. Like, I I don't know. But then the whole Moss Eisley spaceport thing, like I, I just, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I mean, cool. Like some of my favorite characters would be in it, but I just think that doesn't really make sense. Like what were they supposed to do with it? Like a whole, well, like the thing is you could do anything with it. I mean, that's so vague. That could be, I mean, that's just a setting. That's yeah. like saying you're doing a movie in New York City, mm-hmm. basically. I mean, I think there's tons of stuff you could do with Mos Eisley. Like you, and it, if you were going with the whole, you know, this idea that people had that the, the Han Solo movie was going to spawn this whole like series of Star Wars underworld linked stories... Like, most Isley could easily fit in with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it'd be cool to see the cantina again. I mean, yeah. Like, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not excited to see the cantina. Like, hell yeah, I am. But I just... I don't know how I feel about these new... About this, like, news. I'm almost like... If Lucasfilm's not saying anything, then it's like, I'm not going to get excited. Because it's like, I know how these stories go. It's like, some of them are true, some of them are not. And just, it's like, I... Not that I don't care. I'm just like, okay, like... I'm just waiting for Lucasfilm to make an announcement or something. Cause it's like, they have to know that. I don't know. But at the same time, like solo didn't make a lot of money. And I know that they're thinking that. And that's why like this got canceled or like this or something got canceled was because they saw that solo didn't do that great in the box office. One, because of terrible marketing and two, because of the time of the year that it came out and they're going to have to start rethinking their strategies on like what kind of things they want to produce and how they want to produce it. And promote it and everything. Well, but here's the other thing. Which is... Movies that we don't know about get cancelled all the time. Not just Star Wars movies. I mean, all sorts of movies get cancelled for all sorts of reasons that the world just never knows about. It's just that with Star Wars, there's so many eyes on it that it becomes news and it becomes drama and it becomes, oh my god, you know, the studio has no idea what they're doing. Yeah. I hate being in that mentality, too, of, like, the studio doesn't know what they're doing. Because it's, like, I 
don't know what the studio is doing because it's like I don't I'm not in that job field where I know how that works or how things are going. Like that's why I almost hate like judging the situation or having an opinion about it is because I don't know what the fuck is going on with all this. Like I would have someone and I would have to have someone who like works for Pinewood or something like sit me down and be like, okay, so this is what happens. This is how movies are made. And this is why this happens. It's probably totally like understandable that this stuff is happening, but it's just, it's always, it's being blown out of proportion. And a lot of people are like overreacting on all this. And it's like, I don't know. Like, what do you think? Like, what was your first reaction on the first day that, like, the Boba Fett and Obi-Wan Kenobi film were going to die in peace? Didn't care. Didn't care, yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't care about either of those particular movies. Um, I mean, I felt bad. I felt bad for people like Hawes, who I know were, like, super excited about Boba Fett. Um, and again, I... I like I said before, I like Mangold as a director, so sort of that was like the one thing about that movie that did pique my interest. Even though, Lord knows, we don't need another white dude directing mm-hmm. a movie, but, but at least it was a white dude that I liked. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I I was sort of concerned in that. Well, I I still there's still so much you could do with one shots, and I would like some one shot movies. So I was I was concerned about that, but I also thought, well, this is a temporary thing. It's not like they're just the fact that they were canceling it now doesn't mean they're never going back to doing one off movies. That's what I thought too. I'm like, okay, like they're gonna pause it for now and then they're gonna get back to when they feel comfortable of doing a movie and having enough people or, you know, having like sets and everything. But uh, I don't know. It's it, it it's almost like, you know, with like start with Star Wars Twitter and like people finding out this like news and everything. Like it's almost like toxic sometimes. Like, I don't know, just everyone's like opinions and then like arguments happen and then we're gonna get to like the other news that we have for this week. But I don't know. It just it's I don't like it. Like <laughs> I just I want everyone to get along and I want you know, but. Uh, my yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm like, ugh, but sorry, go on. I'm. But I'm and then okay, so the like the day after that, so on the 21st there was a story from ABC News where Lucasfilm like actually did make a statement that they are still multiple Star Wars films currently in development that have not been officially announced. So that means like in addition to the Game of Thrones dudes movies and the Ryan Johnson movies. There's, there is still other stuff that they just haven't told us about yet. Now, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like, duh, of course there are, but. I feel like in situations like this, it's best for us to be out of the loop on like situations like this. And I just repeated myself with that. What I'm saying is that like, the whole canceling, like, a movie that we didn't know it existed, like, I almost feel like that should have been kept, like, the more we don't know, the better, because we're going to start having opinions, we're going to start having, like, oh, like, getting scenarios of movies, and it's like, nope, never mind, that's not going to happen, like, I don't know, I don't know how we're finding out this information, <laughs> you know, like, how, 
who's leaking it, how they're leaking it. But it just it's like right now, it's just it's so confusing. It's like, what are they trying to tell us? You know, it's like that there isn't going to be a movie. There is going to be a movie. But wait, these movies are still happening. Like, it's just it's bad. Not even marketing. It's like bad. I don't even know what to call it. Well, part of that is that we're really into fandom. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but very active on Twitter. Like, your average Star Wars fan who's not following this, like, it doesn't, you know, like, it's not having any sort of effect on their enjoyment of Star Wars. Like, they're not worried. Like, if I told somebody that a movie that had never officially been announced, that it actually, (laughs) we had never even heard rumors of, got canceled, like, why the fuck would you possibly care? (laughs) That's true. I have to think about it in that perspective, but... I know then again like you know there's people out there that like you tell them like something like this and they're like oh god really like you know if i would have told my dad that hey they were supposed to do like a moss eisley spaceport movie with like obi-wan and boba fett he would have been happy because he thinks that there should be more lightsabers in star wars but like i feel like the casual fan yeah they definitely would be like okay it's not happening so i don't care but hmm. it just it makes me think that because it's like they're doing something like Moss Eisley's Spaceport. It's like, what else are they doing? You know, like, what are their ideas do they have? Like, obviously, they have a ton because they were going to create something like this. Well, yeah, well, th- well I think that's interesting. I think the reason I'm so interested in that is simply because we hadn't heard anything about it. Mm-hmm. Like, if it had been, if it had been the Obi-Wan or the Boba Fett one, like, I don't think it would have caught that, like, it wouldn't have sparked my interest so much, but I, I like knowing that there are movies in development. We haven't even heard rumors of. Yeah. I like the whole like element of surprise too, of like Lucasfilm coming out being like, guess what we're doing. And then us just being like, Oh my God. To an extent. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. To an extent. And we'll get into that later. Cause, cause we have an email that touches on this, but there's limits to that. Exactly. And I don't know, the fact that we don't know what's happening after episode nine, um, it does displease me a little bit. Oh, really? Like, I don't need to know the whole, I don't need to have the whole future planned out, but I'd like to know what's after nine. I just think it's weird that we already have news on John Favreau's, like, TV show. And we don't have, like, anything about, like, Ryan Johnson's, whatever he's going to do. Because I, well, we don't even know when Ryan Johnson's movie's coming out. And Favreau's show is supposed to be next year. Yeah. It's difficult because like Ryan Johnson could do anything. He could do like nine and be or ten and beyond, or he can do like before one and beyond, you know? Like it's it, it there's just so much that he could do. And then the Game of Thrones dudes I don't know. It's like who's gonna do or even if is there gonna be something beyond episode nine? When do they start filming for episode nine? Um, um. But speaking of episode nine, July, uh, July. Did you um read about or the whole like Todd Fisher talking about um Carrie in episode nine? <sighs> yeah, I saw this. Let me pull it up again.
know because I think I have some thoughts, but like I have to like dig down deep to like be like a hundred percent sure about like what Todd has to or had to say. Um, yeah, there's this quote from him. Um, like he's hopeful she'll appear, she'll appear in the upcoming sequel, saying Yoda came back in the last movie, so why not Carrie? In the first film, Obi Wan says if he dies, he'll come back stronger than ever. I feel like that's Carrie. She'll never disappear entirely. Okay, I have only a little bit of issue with this because didn't like Todd Fisher, like when Carrie died, like right after he was like, I know I expect Lucasfilm's decision not to like put her motion capture her in episode nine. Like, wasn't that him that someone said that in her family? Well, yeah, I don't remember if that was him or not. And also, I like, I just. I. Like, personally. Like, I don't want to see her, I mean, in part because I feel like, I, I think, I mean, I think that motion capture still looks like shit. Hmm. And I don't want to see, like, I mean, I think that the uncanny on that would just be, it just be awful. Yeah, and then, like, I was fine with Rogue One's motion cap with, like, Peter with Peter crushing. I thought that was great with the uh, princess Leia at the very end. I thought there were like some issues with that, but like, I can't imagine like a whole film with someone doing motion cap. Like didn't like they do that in fast and furious with Paul Walker. Like they just got like his brother's face and like did something with it. Like that's just, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Like I'm honestly totally okay with them just being like princess Leia like died or something. Like I'm not expecting to see her in episode nine at all. And like, I'm okay with that because it's like she's unfortunately Carrie's not with us anymore. And I respect that Lucasfilm doesn't want to put someone who's not living anymore in a film just for a story, you know? Yeah. And also I don't, it, it's unclear, at least from the article I'm reading, like how, like wh- it, what he was ex- would want there in terms of whether he's saying she should, it should be like a big thing like you know like with with peter cushing where there were several like scenes or or if it's just you know some glimpse of her at least yeah here let me try to see if i can like find a quote about like like, the quotes that i see are just saying that he, he wants her to be in it but i mean that could you know that could yeah be something very small or i just i don't know like i'm fine with it like i know that there are a lot of people out there that are like no like we need her in the movie but like she's not here anymore like that's not gonna be easy that's you know that's gonna that costs like a lot of fucking money too i know that like obviously it's like star wars it's like they have the funds but i mean like i don't know like What would you I mean, want them I, to do with her? No, I, 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 it, it needs to be all off screen. Mm-hmm. Like, look, it, like, it, it breaks my fucking heart, especially knowing that this was supposed to be, like, this was supposed to be Leia's movie. Um, but I, I think seeing her would immediately take me out of the film, especially like a CGI version of her, like I. It would like the the cognitive dissonance there would be impossible to overcome for me. 
I mean, it sucks and it's hard to write around, but it needs to be like a she died off screen. And we're going to mourn her and we're going to feel her presence. But that's it. How about you? Um. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, I almost feel like... um. Like, I, I don't think, I think that it's going to be easy to just be like, oh, like, she's not here with us anymore. Like, you know, like, I don't know. But then it's like, then again, like with Lando, because obviously Lando is going to be a nine. Like, let's face it. I wonder how, like, they're going to swoop in him in there. Because obviously, like, but I don't know. Because wasn't, like, their issues with Colin Trevor or whatever his name is? Trevorrow, like, with, like, riding around, like, that death. Like, is that why, like, he got fired or? It was never made clear where he got fired. It wasn't the, because his socks were folded a certain way. I mean, I think it could possibly be that he's a giant fucking asshole. But, and he also is bad at writing and directing. Did he write Jurassic World? I mean, the second one? Sarah, that shit was bad. No offense to dinosaurs. And Chris Pratt, even though I'm not the biggest Chris Pratt fan, but I think he's I, a cool dude. I but. like funny Chris Pratt. I don't. I'm not crazy about like jacked Chris Pratt, like action hero Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Like Star Lord is okay. I can deal with because Star Lord is also really funny. But he, I mean, he has a. Let's see. Yeah, he has a writing credit on Fawn Kingdom. Whether that's like oh, a. Yeah. The, like, script or story, I don't know. I don't know, but... Ugh. But he fucking sucks, and I, I want to punch him in the face. What has he done for you to want to... No, I'm just I'm just curious. Like, what has he done to, that has, makes you want to punch him in the face? Because I, I have d- racket in my car. I'm ready to I use mean, it. I mean, like, here's the thing is, I don't know. I mean, besides that he's made some really bad movies. I mean, I actually, I actually kind of like Safety Not Guaranteed. But Book of Henry is one of the most just like deeply shitty movies i've seen in a long time but um i mean jurassic world sucked um and i don't know he just like when i see him in interviews i just want to punch him in the face he there's just something about him like there's just some people who rub you the wrong way it's the glasses he has those like it yeah i get it because like i'm looking at pictures of him right now and like i can see like his face deserves a hand. You know what? It. I've never seen him like seem excited about anything that he was working on. All the pictures of him, like I look at, I love looking at it on Google. Like I have not seen him smile, or I've not seen his teeth in like any of these pictures. Like, I just is this guy happy? Like, is he okay? Like, he needs. Oh, wait, oh, here's one of him smiling, but you can't even see his teeth. Like. Like he just not, like he never seemed to like very excited to be working on Star Wars. Yeah. And look, I don't think you need to necessarily like be a huge Star Wars fan to make a good Star Wars movie, but I do think you need to be excited about the movie that you're working on, especially something as big as Star Wars. Like you need to respect it. You need to cherish it. You know, not just look and look like a uh, you. I don't know. I can't just. It, he doesn't look happy. Like, just look at him. Like, it just—he just looks like a fucking asshole. Look, he does. He might not be. Like, maybe he's a really nice guy. Although I've never heard that, and he seems like an asshole in interviews. But he just has an asshole face, and I don't like him. 
What was that one movie with um? What was it about the um? The really bad one. Book of Henry. Book of Henry. Um, child abuse. Oh God. And lots of really stupid plot contrivances. And even Naomi Watts is bad in that movie. And I didn't know it was possible for Naomi Watts to be bad. (laughs) That's when you know you fucked up. So, back to the standalone thing. Do you really think it's, like, necessary to, like, make standalone movies for, like, characters like Obi-Wan, Boba Fett? Like... Because I don't think it's gonna... I don't think it's working out. I think Solo is an example of, like, this... These standalone movies, I don't think they're, like, about, like, a person. I don't think they're working out or going to work out. Like, something like Rogue One, like, that worked. Because it had elements of, like, Darth Vader and then, like, Imperial stuff. Like, something like this. It's, like, it had, like, what, like, Chewbacca, Han Solo, like, Lando. Like, it just... I don't think a lot of audiences, like, appealed to this. They're, like, actually, Uh, we're, like... I here's the, I don't think you can I don't think you can judge that based on one movie. Yeah. I don't think one solo like okay, um, one like standalone <laughs> movie. God damn, the fuck the name of that movie. It makes conversations about it really annoying. But I don't think you can have like judge it by one standalone movie and be like, "Oh, character movies don't work because this one character movie didn't work." I guess, but like who else would you want them to do like a character movie on? And how do you think that would work? Well, here's the thing is, you could make a good movie about any character. You could mm-hmm. make an awesome Boba Fett movie. Like, is he a character I'm particularly interested? No, but you get a really good writer and a really good director in there. You're like, you can still make an awesome movie. I mean, they made an awesome Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and I don't give a shit about Guardians of the Galaxy. That's true. That's pretty true. And they make like t- movies I don't Ooh. like about characters that I do like. And and again, like it's so hard, like this idea that they didn't; these movies aren't going to work because this one failed. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's probably why, like, all this stuff is coming out about like them canceling these movies is because of. But you're right. Like, I don't know. I just I feel like I'm like hard on Solo because it's like not that I was like disappointed in it. Like, even just after thinking about it, it's just it's like. I have no interest in ever seeing this movie again. And like, that's, I mean, like, I'm glad that people enjoyed it and they enjoyed it. But just it's like, you know, it didn't really do anything for me. And it's like the first Star Wars movie that like, you know, I got out of the theater and I'm like, oh, this is great. And then like, that's it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, my personal preference would, yeah, it'd be towards more like Rogue One type things. Where you're bringing in, where you're bringing in everybody, basically everybody is new. Mm -hmm. Rather than, but again, like even Rogue One was filling in space. I Mm -hmm. I would prefer, and I know I've said this lots of times on the show, I'd prefer something completely new. Like get away from these couple of decades. And I don't like, I like, like with Soul, I don't need every like, good old bit of like Obi-Wan's story filled in. Honestly, in some ways, although I certainly like Obi-Wan more than Boba Fett, at least like I feel with Boba Fett is you could pretty much do anything with Boba Fett. Yeah, like with Obi-Wan, it's just old dude in the dirt just chilling, watching over some kid 
You know, it's like, what can you do with that? But at the same time, like a good director and a good writer could do a lot well, yeah, with that. Yeah, but they're not going to do like, they're not going to do like an Obi-Wan. Like, it's not going to be a Jim Jarmusch movie where you're just like sitting in a diner, like listening to some dude talk for two hours. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, like, God damn it. Now I want a Jim Jarmusch Obi-Wan movie. <laughs> Somebody write that for me. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. But I mean, I'm I don't know. I feel I, I feel so weird that I'm just like this news just like not that I don't care, but I'm just it's like okay. But you know, cool that we almost got movie and then we didn't get it. But Lucasfilm was still just, just chilling. Just, like the whole thing is hilarious. We heard that they canceled movies that they never announced. And then the next day we heard that they didn't actually do that, but they still didn't announce those movies. So literally it was like three or four days of panic to go back to absolutely nowhere. Like the only thing we actually learned is that we're not getting a movie. We never thought we were getting in the first place. What a fun week. (laughs) What a fun couple of days. I just feel bad for all, like, the news outlets, like, especially, like, Jason from making Star Wars. Like, God, like, he must be so not stressed, but shit, like, ah. And then, like, Collider reported it, too, and just, like, all the news outlets, like, for, like, the Star Wars verse. Like, I'm glad that we record when we record because it's, like, we avoided all of the hoopla of having to talk about it and then being like wait just kidding never mind and then oh wait never mind back to square one (laughs) (sighs) but so the other thing that happened on star wars twitter this week and look i'll get into my videos mostly i think this one is fucking hilarious but this is this is fun because it, it got really big where, where all sorts of, like, people were commenting on this. Like, there were a lot of, like, uh, completely non-Star Wars-related people who I were following who were laughing at this. Like, Seth Rogen, I saw, tweeted about this. <laughs> and that is the the Remake the Last Jedi campaign. Uh, if, you don't, if you're not on Twitter, there was this tweet from this account, which is Remake the Last Jedi, which says... Our team of producers is offering to cover the budget for a remake of The Last Jedi in order to save Star Wars. Share this and spread the word and let Robert Iger and Disney know you want this. It isn't a joke. We're ready to have the combo now. Hashtag remake The Last Jedi. Hashtag Star Wars. There's a website and everything. All right. Now, a couple of things like right off the bat. This whole thing could be a giant troll. I totally accept that. However, there's definitely people who have latched onto this who really wanted to see it happen. I personally, my take on it is, I, I doubt that the people behind this campaign are dumb enough to think it could actually happen in terms of like Disney deciding to remake a movie that they are currently filming a sequel to and also is one of the highest grossing movies of all time. However... I do I do think that they are in line with all of these other like bring back legends like fire Kathleen Kennedy people. I think it's just I think it's probably a new way of expressing that 
and they figured this was a good way to get a lot of attention over it. It's also just fucking hilarious because a lot of people took it seriously in terms of thinking this is a thing that if they just like retweeted enough could actually happen. So <laughs> who would do this movie? Like who do they think would do this movie? Well, and- their team of producers, I guess. Oh, their team of producers. Okay. But you're okay. There's a couple of funny things. One is they have a website and you can pledge money to remake The Last Jedi. Now, some people took that to mean that's automatically a money-making scam. But I will say, I don't think that's what's happening because it is set up as you're not, it's not like Kickstarter or something where you're actually putting in your banking info. It's, they have word is something effective. You'd only be char, like, well, that you're just like registering a pledge. And then if, we, when we get permission from Disney to do this, then we'll reach out to you for the money. But the original tweet says, our team of producers is offering to cover the budget for the remake. So why do they need people to pledge money? I don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't get it. <laughs> which is, which is part of the, part of my thinking that, that it is, it, it is a giant troll. But like then you like start reading the stuff like the 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 whole thread and it's like we're gonna be like crowdsourcing ideas for this movie so that as many like we're gonna make a movie that'll please everybody and we're gonna you know like you can email us your ideas and then we're gonna like how that might be in the movie I'm like what what are you talking about. My favorite was when people were actually like sending in their ideas. <laughs> here, I'm trying to find that one really bad one here. Let me try to find it. I want to like read it because it just it makes me laugh. But I I don't know. Again, like I I do think it's just it's just another way to shit on the last Jedi. I think it's a really loud way to do that because they knew that if they did something this stupid, it would pick up a lot of attention. I don't know, look, I'm I'm guilty of retweeting this because I think it's hilariously dumb. And I, I don't know. As 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 stupid as it is, and much of it is still linked to the hateful like anti Kathleen Kennedy stuff. It was sort of nice just to have it be so hilariously dumb instead of horrendously vile. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this one, I I could just sort of like I could just sort of laugh at this one. Yeah. I think that person deleted their thing. Like, if you go through the thread of it, it's, it's, you know, it's all the complaints we always saw. It's, it's, you know, it's fire Kathleen Kennedy. It's, like, you ruined Luke Skywalker. You know, it's a lot of, like, shitting on women and shitting on Rose in particular. Um, And and on and on and on and on and on. Also, I do sort of wonder who they think is going to act in this movie. Yeah, that's the part I'm confused about. Like, like, would they just recast people that look like those people? Like, you know how people make those, like, fan videos? Like, have you ever seen, like, there's this one fan video of, like, um, of Darth Maul and, like, Sidious sends him on a mission to kill these Jedi in the woods. And it's, like, it's it's a good fan-made video, but, like, that's the thing is that, do these people not know that, like, fan fiction exists? Like, they could write their own fan fiction. Like, I think it's just people now are just fucking lazy 
and are just too fucking lazy to write or to be intellectual. Like they just choose to be fucking stupid. And they're just like, you know what? I'm not going to accept it. I'm going to pay my money to make someone redo this because I did not like this. Well, I mean, fan fiction is for girls. So hey, dudes can't dudes fan fiction. Uh, uh, this is a whole there's a whole like it's a it, it's a weird thing part of the reason that fan fiction is looked down upon by a segment of fandom i mean is that it, it's something i mean i know plenty of guys who write fan fiction but it is predominantly seen as something women do um especially young women and that's i think where a lot of the hatred for it comes from like if you look back to like the early days of 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 like Star Trek in particular, like back original series Star Trek, so long before internet fandom existed, Star Trek fandom existed because of women. It was because of women doing um, zines, specifically doing fanfic zines, and even more specifically doing Kirk Spock slash fanfic zines. And and that sort of I mean that really is the not that there wasn't ever any other sort of fandom like before that like you could say you know like Sherlock Holmes had fandom but in sort of as what we we think of as like modern fandom like that's where its roots are it's in women writing about Kirk and Spock fucking <laughs> oh wow yeah. I don't know. I I just can't believe that there are people out there that like believe that this could happen that this movie I know. I know. could like the, I the, Did you, did you it, see Chuck Wendig's whole th- um I have questions thread? <laughs> yeah. Dude fucking Wendig. Like I used I used to like not follow him. All right. I think I had him like muted on on Twitter. Because, like, some, I, I just, I always, I never really knew what to think about him. But after, like, all this stuff, like, going on, like, I think he's the dude. Like, I feel bad that I misjudged him. Like, he's the dude. Like, <laughs> the I have questions thread. And just how he's been handling all this stuff with, like, uh, Rebel Force Radio. Like, I think he's, I think he's great. He has this whole thread. I'll just read some of them. But his questions about this include, first question, if your team of producers is covering the budget, why do you need people to give you money? Second question, (laughs) I notice your website is just people entering their email addresses in the amount of money they'll give, but they don't actually give you money. Third question, what? Fourth question, seriously, (laughs) what the hell? Um, Let's see. Sixth question. Are you high and how high and are no what? Okay, that's a three-part question. I apologize. Eighth question. Will your movie make more or less than the $1.3 billion The Last Jedi made? Or do you have a different profit metric in mind, like cookies or metachlorians? Cookies. (laughs) I just... I'm speechless. Like This makes me want to like... (laughs) this makes me want to quit the internet that there are people like out there that are just like this fucking stupid but I don't know just like 
it just like you know something that rebecca said like last episode like really like struck with me that like you know i was asking her like what she thought about like everything going on and she's like it's really obvious like what times we're in right now and it's like reflecting off of like what's going on on social media and i totally agree with that and especially with like something like this like i just it's obvious that the what why people are trolling this and what kind of people they are but i don't know but it's like maybe it's someone trolling or I don't know because it's like the way that they talk about how they would do this movie. That is some that would either be like someone who's like really passionate or someone who's like an expert at trolling. Well, but it's I don't know. It's so delusional that I don't I, like I don't think it's genuine or at least I don't think it's sincere. But I do think it's a bunch of people who hated The Last Jedi. Do you follow or anyone on Twitter? that like either hated the last jedi or like kind of agrees with this i um i've well the people who i know people who don't like the last jedi who i follow people who are still talking about how much they hate the last jedi i've stopped following because the movie came out seven months ago and you need to get the fuck over it yeah yeah the same with me i don't think i i i think i know some people that didn't like this movie but I mean, like, they're pretty much quiet about it. But I know it's like I didn't, you know, like now, like, I don't go on social media and talk about how much I don't think about Solo anymore, you know, but yeah, but like, my, that's- my, my hedgehog Solo remake is going to be awesome. Every gonna, everybody's going to be a hedgehog. Well, what about your Rogue One remake? Oh, yeah, my Rogue One remake where it's exactly the same, except Krennic has a girlfriend who looks like me and sounds like me and is also me. I was going to comment on that and be like, I'm funding the fuck out of that. I am taking my my life savings, putting that all in that movie. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. I was watching Rogue One. I was uh, at an electronic store with my dad and like Rogue, Rogue One was on. And I'm like, God, Mendo was great. But this was before he watched the Mendo movie <laughs> that we're going to discuss. But yeah, just he's just so great in that movie. Just that movie is just so good. And it, the fact that I can still think about it like I, two years later or just still like get like feelings from it. Like that's fucking great. Like, I don't know. This Rogue One's good. I have good memories with Rogue One and good feelings of Rogue One. Yeah, I need to do a Rogue One rewatch soon. I haven't seen it for a minute. We should do like an episode where we just watch Rogue One and then just like discuss or just like we i don't know or like we can do like a thir- 30 minutes by thir- or i don't know like each episode do like 30 minutes or like 15 minutes or something i don't know like your clone wars uh stuff but yeah that'd be fun i mean yeah but i totally forgot that mendo was wearing the hat again when he's on that one planet where he where um, galen dies god damn that fucking hat man <laughs> it's like i love it but also i it's hate so it dorky. at the same time but it's Mendo. Like, Mendo needs a hat. Yeah. But there are just some hats that, like, look really dorky on people, but, like, other people, they look good. Because, like, that Imperial hat, like, looks good on, on, like, other people. But with Mendo, like, it just looks kind of funny. And it's just, it's like, it's just, it's Mendo. But. Uh... So was that, like, a British accent he was trying to do? Because I know that we would hear, like, the Australian in it, like, a little bit when he's, like, this close. <sighs> From what I remember when he was talking about it. Like, you definitely hear the Australian a lot. Oh, yeah. I, I think part of it is, because this is... Um, I, I remember him talking in some interview about how all, like, the... um All the Imperials that we see in the other movies are all these really posh British dudes. 
and and he wanted to make sure that Karnak wasn't that. So I think I think it's almost always normal accent, but I do think I think I think it is sometimes like Krennic not not Krennic putting on an accent, but Krennic you know wanting to fit into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that now. I totally forgot about that because that was like a big thing of like Catalyst, right? Was that you know Mendo came from like a poor farming family or something? I'm like. He was kind of yeah, and like he's on. not he's not the normal Imperial Academy guy. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to read that Catalyst book sometime. I say that like all the time, where I should do that sometime, but then like <laughs> I need to actually do something. I mean, I, I'm slowly but surely. I'm watching Queer Eye now. Oh my god, I love it so much. God, I was watching um an episode from the first season where like the dude from like the Walmart couple and he like proposed to her. I was like bawling. I was just like, Oh my God. It was just so cute. I just, I love all of them. I can't even like think of like which one I love the most. That's so good. And they do, they do an episode in season two, which is with this young um, trans guy who has just had like his top surgery done. Oh my God. And so it's like just after, like, and it's like six weeks after the surgery, and it is like, like I I cried like all the way through that episode. Oh my god! Because this guy got got like kicked, you know, he got like kicked out of his house when he when he first came out to his parents, and and you know, so he's like lives with friends and also like provides like space for other like young like GLBT kids who have gotten kicked out of their homes and he's just like he's so cool and like there's a scene where he's like wearing this like like tailored suit for the first time and he's just like he just like lights up because he's like finally like you know like wearing clothes that that fit like who he is it's amazing it's just it's so pure it's it's just so wholesome and pure and then it's like i i today i was watching that then i go back to youtube and seeing this shit on youtube not all of it i mean there's some good youtube creators out there like steel saunders <laughs> now making star wars he does or jason does videos and making star wars they're on that twitter page i mean youtube i don't know what i'm saying but i just feel like i'm losing brain cells every time i go back on fucking youtube like i just need to stay with netflix and watch like shows like that uh, yeah, the only thing I use YouTube for is I watch I watch Steel, mm-hmm. and I will occasionally watch Stars Explained. Oh yeah, Alex is great, and I watch clips from stand-up comedians, and that is it. That's good. Well, speaking of of um, Netflix movies, uh, do you want to get into the movie that we watched? Um, yeah, but first, let me play our theme song. Okay. Oh, because it's time for monthly Mendo movies. Yes. Enemies, beware! I'm going to be the main event, like no king was before. I'm brushing up, I'm looking down, I'm working on my role. No one's saying do this. No one's saying be there. No one's saying stop that. No one's saying see here. Free to run around all day. 
afraid to do it my way. I just can't wait to be king. <laughs> I just can't wait to be king. I swear to God, you've made me fall in love with Mendo. Like, I swear, like, every time I see him, it just, I get happy. And I'm like, like that's my whole, like, that's my whole thing. It, it was just it was just so easy because it's like after like the first couple movies you're like okay but then it's like you see pictures of him on social media just looking so happy and you're just like god mendo but yeah except and then you watch this movie all right so what <laughs> this is a rough one folks we watched una um this is 2016 directed by Benedict Andrews. It is based on a play by David um, Harrower, Harrower um, called Blackbird. And he also is, um, the playwright also wrote the screenplay. Uh, it's Rooney Mara and Ben Mendelsohn and Riz Ahmed. And it's about Ben Mendelsohn being a child molester, basically. All right, so normally, like, we go through sort of plot point by plot point, but this movie isn't, it's not really set up to do that. So I just want to, we'll, I'll sort of, like, give an overview of it, um, and then we can sort of go in on it. You can, you can definitely tell this was originally a play. Like, it makes sense, because it's very, like, it's very dialogue heavy, and, and you can see, like, there's some flashbacks and stuff that you could just not have if it were a play. Mm-hmm. So, basically, um, Rooney Mara plays Una, who arrives at the, um, like, factory where Ben Mendelsohn um, is, like, like, some sort of, like, foreman or manager or something. And he is now going by the name Ray, but she knew him as Pete. And she knew him because when she was 13 years old, um, he was her neighbor and basically groomed her and they ran off together for, it sounds like, a couple of months. And then... There's a it's 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 okay. Let's go, go talk about the plot and how and without like getting to whole brother. But basically, he they have sex when she's thirteen. So then he and they're in this hotel room because they, again they've run off together. Um, he goes out to buy something and doesn't come back for several hours. She thinks that he has abandon her so she leaves but really he was like just going out to get a drink to like steady his nerve or something it's so fucking disgusting and he, but then like she was already gone and went back home and then he gets arrested and somehow only gets four years in jail that's fucked up like i just yeah. that doesn't make any fucking sense and yeah yeah again so then he like again, like he basically starts his life over because the 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 time, like the year that this happened, there there wasn't a law yet where he would have been on the sex offenders registry. 
so he was able to just go and start a new life. Um, so she now as an adult comes and confronts him and um, meets Riz Ahmed, who like works for him in this factory. I think it's a factory. Um, mm-hmm. And they they have this big confrontation where where he um, Ben Mendelsohn Ray's argument is basically he's not actually a pedophile because it was only her like he wasn't in love with ever, any other 13 year old so I guess that's how he justifies it to himself and he is now married um and he like they have this big confrontation he, he you know basically says that he's still in love with her and stuff um of fucking course oh that's so gross he goes back home because he is having like a dinner party that night uh una gets scott who's rizamed's character to, to like she like goes home with him and they sleep together then she finds out like uh, that she gets basically she gets him to take her to ray's house so they show up at this party you know, uh, we find out that there is, there is this vague thing that there's something wrong in this marriage. We don't know entirely what it is. Like, the wife doesn't get into it. Una goes upstairs, and she finds a teenage girl's bedroom because he has a 13-year-old daughter. And there's this last confrontation between between Una and Ray out on the street where he says... She's like the only one that he, you know, he, he insists that he, he hasn't like done anything to his daughter. It was only ever her. And he like kisses her. And then like she walks off. And the final scene in the movie is we see him alone in the street and his wife and daughter are like watching this all happen. Oh boy. You know, it was bad. Uh, it's like, ugh. Like, the, the worst part was, is that, like, in the beginning of the film, like, I didn't know her intentions when she first went to go find him. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know if she, like, sincerely was just, like, pissed at him or that she wanted to try to rekindle or whatever but like even when like when they were having sex and he had to stop like when she was like oh am i too old like oh my god oh yeah there is like, a scene where they start to have sex again yeah and oh, it's god. oh my god it's really it's really uncomfortable i mean obviously it's supposed to be and especially with like with Riz Ahmed too like his character and like her just like like kind of using him and like sleeping with yeah. him being like hey take me to this place i think she like tried to tell him that that was her dad too and yeah he like, does at one point say that that he's that um pete or ray is is her dad and he he quickly figures out that that's not true but yeah yeah it is yeah it is like because she is i mean obviously like so fucked up in the head because of what happened to her. 
Um, so it is, it is this, this like, does, is she like, does she think that she like actually loves this guy? Like she knows, at least intellectually, like knows that what happened to her was, was terrible. And that he is a fucking pedophile and should be still rotting in jail. But there's also this thing like when she finds out that he didn't actually abandon her in that motel room. That's always the worst fucking part. Like in a movie where it's like, I didn't actually abandon you. I actually love I love you still. And like it's supposed to be great. But like in this like situation, it's like, God, if you had a fucking brain, you wouldn't tell someone that or you're just that fucking sick in the brain. And you so well, yeah, because you would you ran off with thir- 13. That's so young. And like those clips of like them together, like it was just so creepy. Yeah, they do. They do. They do a really good job here, which is they don't. It's not salacious, and that like I mean, again, it's a thirteen-year-old girl, and this is about child abuse. So it it always it always cuts away long before it actually gets to anything. Yeah, like at one point, thirteen-year-old girl isn't actually doing it. Yeah, like they're they're. They're meeting at a park one time and we just see her like walking off into a bushes and like all we see, all we see is the trees. And, and in the hotel room, like they, they, when they're originally there, when she's a teenager, they, they quickly cut away from that. But it's still, I mean, it's deep, deeply hard to watch. It's, it's, it's really good. Like it's really well done. And it, the performances. From from both Rooney Mara and and Ben Mendelsohn are both like phenomenal, but Jesus Christ, I don't think I've ever been so uncomfortable watching a movie. I was watching this at fucking work, <laughs> <laughs> which was the worst fucking decision of my life, especially when like you see her boobs like a lot, and I'm like, God damn it, I'm not watching porn at work, I swear, but Rooney Rooney Mara is fucking fantastic. She's my favorite because her sister acts too, but like. Dude, she's such an amazing actress. Very underrated actress too. Yeah, she's really good. And the the girl playing the young version of her is really good as well. Oh yeah, and she also looks like young Rooney Mara. I know that was incredible. The casting for that movie was just like really good, but the, the plot of the movie. What oh God? It's just it's so hard. I really I kind like, of want to see this as a play now. I think it would be a really like interesting. I mean, obviously, really intense, but I I can see this being like really compelling on stage. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, I definitely felt weird after watching this. It was like, so usually like during these movies, like I don't look up like information. Or, like, the plot or anything. Mm -hmm. Like, I was in the middle of this movie and, like, I couldn't handle it. Like, I had to know how this movie ended. And I cheated and I saw, like, how the movie ended because, like, I was just so uncomfortable with, like, the thought of, like, him and her actually, like, having sex, like, after he's, like, a fucking pedophile. Like, I just, I had to know because, like, I didn't want to have to, like, be not surprised by it, but see it. Yeah evolve and just it was just it was really uncomfortable like it was the first time where it's like I had to look up what was going on because sometimes it's like if I don't get something that's going on like I just like go until like I shouldn't read anymore but yeah. 
But man, of yeah. all of all the movies that Ben Mendelsohn dies in, why why isn't this one of them? You know, before this episode, I was like, we should do a Mendo fuck Mary Kill, like the Mendo in Animal Kingdom, the Mendo in um, what was that one? Um. We watched this one. We watched Mississippi Grind, and we watched Mississippi Grind. What was the other one that we watched? The, the year my voice oh, broke. Yeah. Yeah, we watched a lot of Mendo movies. Yeah, this Mendo would just die. I want to kill him. And I felt so awful because it's like I love Ben Mendelsohn, but after this movie, like I couldn't even like think of like I couldn't even I couldn't even think of him. Like I couldn't even just. <sighs> like see pictures of him on social yeah. media or something i was just like this is gross oh my god i'm looking up the oh my god i'm looking up the play right now and it first it first opened at um edinburgh festival and it opened with uh roger allum who is like one of my favorite fucking british actors holy oh, shit. shit oh my god i wish i could see that would have been amazing that was in Maybe 2005 Oh, there was also, there was a, there was a New York production with Jeff Daniels. Oh, shit. Mm. Oh, there was just a, there was just a revival of this, like, last year. Oh, God, in the play, Una was 12 and Ray was 40. Still fucking off. Even, that's even fucking worse. Actually, just the whole thing is bad, but. No, Jeff Daniels did this a couple times because uh, the, the 2016 Broadway revival was uh, Jeff Daniels and Michelle Williams. Yeah, I was going to say Michelle Williams. <sighs> yeah, anyway, like, this is one, it's sort of like, normally I'm like, oh, you should really see this one. This one's like harder. It's hard to recommend this movie. Yeah. And that I think it's really good, but you got to know what you're going into for. This is what I will say. You can, like, n- knowing the plot to this movie, it- it's not, it's not a bad thing. Like, there, there's. I don't like spoilers, but this one I feel like it doesn't actually like spoil the movie because it's it's the performances, it's the dialogue, it's the, like the tension, and it, you just don't want to go into it unprepared. <laughs> you really don't. Yeah. But yeah, if you're in the mood for something like. Got wrenching. Then you know, check it out. Yeah, I mean, if you're in the mood to watch a really creepy film with your favorite actor Ben Mendelsohn, like go oh, right man. fucking ahead. Yeah. It's it's not it's not fun. It's not a fun watch. It, you know, like even before watching this at work, I'm like, this is great. Like I. I can go home and sleep probably and like I'm taking care of business, watching the Mendo movie now. This is great. Great time management. I'm watching the movie and I'm like, God. Then my coworker's like, oh, what movie are you watching? And I'm like, oh my God. Just I don't a movie. Wanna. Just a movie. Just a regular, smegular movie. Uh, but um, 
so what movies do we have looking forward to um or do we or have next for um this let me series? go into my google doc When does Robin Hood come out? Because when Robin Hood comes out, we should go see it in the theaters, even though it's going to suck. Oh, I'm definitely going to go see it. I think November. Okay. okay. I've already, I'm already planning on seeing it. That'll be, that'll be like the November one. Let's see. We have one called Beautiful Kate, which I haven't seen, but I believe the description of that had something to do with incest. So we're going to push that one back a little bit. Um, killing them softly, which is good, but dark and not a particularly, it's not a really big role. Um, slow west, lost river, idiot box, placed behind the pines, black sea, which is like a submarine thing. Um, darkest hour, which uh, I don't want to watch Gary Oldman. Um, Gary Oldman, what did he beat the shit out of his ex-wife allegedly allegedly oh god it... <sighs> isn't he in um justice league he's not in he's in uh the nolan batman movies he's um he's gordon oh we could watch batman <laughs> oh actually we could watch batman <laughs> because he's in which batman. he's in the third one ben mendelson is and then he's playing some cop in the third movie. Yeah. Oh, wait. He's, so he's in the second one, too? I think he's just in the third one. Okay. Um, Robin Hood, Um, it comes out on November 21st, 2018. So it's a Thanksgiving film. Okay. Eat, eat some turkey. Eat some meat pie. And watch your real life meat pie. Bad okay. That's screen. not a term endearment that I'm ever going to use. That's gross. <laughs> you know what's gross? The picture. I don't like. I don't think the mustache looks good on him. Oh, I like the mustache. Like, I don't know, but that picture of him it, at San Diego like, Comic Con is good. Fucking sleazy, and I like it. Okay, I mean, because there's a lot of movies. Like, there's there's a ton of there's a ton of Mendo movies here. Um. Okay. Okay. Film. Let's see. The year my voice broke. Lover boy. The Big Steel, Nirvana Street Murder, um, Metal Skin, Mullet, Beautiful Kate, Animal Kingdom, sorry, Animal Kingdom, Startup, Lost River. That's the one with Ryan Gosling, the other Ryan. Black Sea. Um, Ro- hey, why don't we just do Rogue One? I mean, we'll have to do Rogue One at some point, yeah. Like, yeah, we'll have to because it's it's a very well-known Mendo movie. That's true. And we get to see him, like, like a Mendo. Okay. Don't you hate when, like, random, random numbers call you? Oh, yeah, I just never pick them up. I don't either, but, like, it's always, like, I, I should have probably picked it up and that would have been funny, but, like, it just, it's, oh God, it's like every day is like a new random phone call. Like, I can't enjoy a nice date without someone just being like, hey, let's call Brittany. Like, let's call this phone number. Like, I know that's what the silent, the phone on silent. Yeah, put your for. phone in your fucking purse, dumbass. <laughs> I have problems. 
<sighs> but um, what's your favorite Mendo movie we've done so far? Uh, I gotta go Animal Kingdom. Like I'm really like I really like like crime movies, and I think that's a really good example of a crime movie. And he's fucking scary as fuck in that movie. He's one of the creepiest. Sorry, if you hear yelling in the background, Rusty is deciding to use his vocal cords. Um, yeah, that one's a good one. Mine is uh, The Year My Voice Broke. That's Little Mendo. Yeah, and it's just like, it's just a, like, it's just sort of, I mean, it's sad, but it's, compared to the other ones, it's a nice movie. It's a good-ass film. And, like... I don't know. Like, I, I feel like part, like, it was a good movie, but, like, the Australian accents were so thick. Like, I wish I would have had, like, captions on. Oh, yeah. But, no, it was really good. It was, like, a good coming-of-age film, you know? He got bad boy Mendo. Like, he was bad, but he wasn't, like, sleeping with 12-year-olds bad. So. Um, but, yeah. Um, do you want to get to our... Um, fuck Mary Kills and emails. Yeah, the fuck Mary Kill we got from our buddy Rebecca, who was on last week. If you haven't listened to that episode, check it out. And this fuck Mary Kill is <laughs> Director Daddy's edition. It's George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, and Ron Howard. So take it away, Brittany. All right. First off, thank you, Rebecca, for uh, podcasting with us last week. That was a lot of fun. A lot of fun editing. We'll have you back sometime because you're fantastic and we love you. And then, um, is this now or is this when they were daddies, like in the seventies, daddies? Oh, I assumed it was now. We didn't clarify like, this, but I assumed it was now. Young George Lucas is fuckable. Mm. Like in the seventies, yeah. Steven Spielberg, oh yeah. Ron Howard. He just looks like the kind of dude that like rides his rides his nice car and goes and gets coffee every Tuesday morning with his friends. You know, like that's the kind of guy Ron Howard is. I I kind of feel like Ron Howard has looked like he's fifty since he was about twenty. <laughs> exactly, which is why like I would probably kill him. So we got that out of the way. So I'd kill Ron Howard. R.I.P. Solo. And then okay, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. Okay. I would, you see, that's hard because I think still Steve Spielberg or Steven Spielberg would be a great husband because him and his wife are still fucking married and they got married like right after Temple of Doom. So I think I would fuck George Lucas and then I'd marry Steven Spielberg. Okay. What about you? I'm going to marry Ron Howard because I feel like Ron Howard is like, just seems like, like the nicest dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I've ever heard any bad stories about Ron Howard. Like, I'm sure there might be some out there. I don't want to know them. Unless he's done something, like, really terrible. That means I shouldn't watch his movies anymore. But he just seems, like, super nice. Like, he's always yeah. just seems super nice. And he does the narration on Arrest Development. And that's amazing. So I would marry him. And I think I'd, yeah, no, I'd fuck Steven Spielberg. He's, like, even now, he's not a bad-looking dude. He's got a good beard. 
Oh yeah, good beard. I like a good beard. So yeah, so I'm killing George Lucas. Sort of by default more than anything else. He's a weird dude. He's a weird dude. He, like... <laughs> like, I remember, I remember last week or, like, the week before when all that, like, midi-chlorine stuff, like, came out. Like, what he wanted to do, like, the microbiotic world stuff. Like, part of me thinks he's, like, fucking with us. But then part of me is, like, oh, my God, that's what he probably wanted to do. And everyone hated it. <laughs> Man, who... It's just, who knows with him? I know. Who knows? But they're all good directors, that's for sure. Ron Howard, what else did he direct? Um, a lot of a lot of mediocre stuff and a couple of really good things and a couple of terrible things. He did Willow. Oh, yeah. What I thought was the Ewok movie. He also did those terrible um, Dan Brown Vinci Code movies. He produced a lot, and then he directed. Let's see, television. He acted a lot, directed a lot, produced a lot. For some reason, Solo's not here for direct for things that he's directed. It's kind of strange. Because he did direct it. Oh, he's directing Seven Eves. It's a Neil Stephenson book. That's fucking kind of crazy. Hmm. He is 64 years old, born on March 1st, and he's from Duncan, Oklahoma. Okay, Solo is definitely under his director credits, at least on IMDb. Not on Wikipedia. Fucking Wikipedia. Oh, he did. He did I, I like Frost Nixon. Beautiful Mind is okay. How the Grinch Stole Christmas is fucking terrible. Oh, you don't like that? Fuck that movie. Fuck that movie. Fuck that movie. Why? Um, Because it's fucking awful and it ruins How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And just watch the cartoon. It's amazing. Yeah, I like the cartoon. Apollo Apollo 13, I think, is still good. That movie holds up. Oh, yeah. That's a good fucking movie. I forgot that he directed that. I remember fuck all about Backdraft, except that it was pretty good. Cocoon, eh. Splash, eh. Oh, yeah, here we go. I'm looking at the right list now. Um, Let's see. Rush. Made in America. Cowboys and Aliens. Ooh. Oh, wait, no. He did. He, he produced it. Oh, okay. Um, Apollo 13. Willow. Never seen Willow. Probably never will. Anyway, we have an email. Should we get to our email? Yeah, want me to read it? Sure. All right. This one's from our boy Andy, who we'll be seeing in April at Star Wars Celebration. He's so fucking nice. One of the nicest people in this in the Star Wars fandom. But he says, hello there, Canto Bite crew. Hello. Uh, with recent news about the standalone movies being put on hold and all this unknown future Star Wars after nine. Do you think Lucasfilm should come out on Star Wars show so they can clear up all the confusion and just explain what they're doing? Thanks, Andy. Um, was this sent before all the hoopla or after? I think the it was hoopla? like in the oh, middle wait, no. of it. Mm. I 
and this didn't, I was getting to this a little bit before, but I think yes, to an extent, th- th- they should. Like I, I don't necessarily think they need to go as far as Marvel in terms of hey, here's our schedule for the next ten years. I mean, now of course Marvel got more secretive after Infinity War, but we still have a pretty good idea of stuff that's coming out from them. Now, some of it is, you know, unannounced project in this year, unannounced second unannounced project this year. But there's also some, you know, for sure stuff we know is happening. And I, I think Star Wars could maybe take some cues from that. Yeah, I just, Star Wars not being Star Wars is not being smart right now, and I don't think that they should go on like the Star Wars show and be like, "Hey, this is what we're actually doing." Because I already feel like we have an idea what they're doing. Like, we we already know that they're going to do something with Ryan Johnson, with John Favreau, the Game of Thrones dudes, and I feel like in Episode Nine, and I feel like you know. Uh, <sighs> Like, not that, like, I'm okay with, like, knowing the amount of stuff I know now, but, like, it'd be cool if it was, like, hey, like, this is what Ryan Johnson's movie is going to be about. But I don't know, like, how you would properly do that. Well, no, I no, I would like an announcement of this is the next movie we're doing. And it, quite possibly, they're not quite sure. Maybe it's they've got several things. We know they have several things in the works. It's possible they don't have the schedule entirely written in stone and the problem is if you announce something and then go back on it then there's this shit storm yeah uh, I don't know uh, fucking Star Wars uh, wh- I don't know like I don't even think like the Star Wars news like really or the Star Wars show they just celebrated their 100th episode like I've I never seen a single one. I mean, like it's it's just it's it's a silly fun. And every now and then, like Andy Gutierrez is like, "Hey, this is what the episode eight uh, name of the movie is," or "This is what this going on." Like sometimes they do like urgent news, but I don't know. I don't. At the same time, this movie never existed. So like them announcing that they're canceling a movie that never existed, like that's just weird. But. I don't know. I'm not in this business, so it's like whatever I'm saying, I'm probably talking to my ass. So <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. But anyways, thanks Andy. Appreciate ya for the email. Guys, email us cantobitepodgmail.com. We haven't done top three in a while. Let's do that. Um You know, we are getting we're getting pretty close to fifty. Um, I think I, I'd go off to do like a bunch of like fuck Mary kills or a bunch of like listener questions like seriously like ask us anything and just put um starting in now just put in the you know in the topic or mention in the body of the email that it's for yeah. the 50th because for that like just ask us like seriously anything that's come up in the show whether it's about star wars or anything not star wars send us that too even if you're, like, listening from, like, the very beginning. Because we get those uh, messages every now and then of people, like, being like, hey, I've started listening to your podcast from the very beginning. And it's, like, <gasps> so sweet. But Or even, like, you know, we can talk about, like, the best moments we've had here on Kendo Bite and the 50 episodes. Because I know there's a lot of good moments that we've had. The top three Kendo Bite moments. 
Aw. Aw. I can already think of like five. I can't remember what about fifty. I know. Like I it feels like yesterday when I was like, I'm thinking of doing a Star Wars podcast, and Emily's like, hey, you need a co-host, I'll be your co-host. And I was like, You're my dream co-host. Yes. But in the meantime, where can people find you, Brittany? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as Canto Brit. You can find me on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. Awesome. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. That's at E-F-L-I-N-D. And you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at CantoBitePod. Again, the email address if you want to write in. It is CantoBitePod at gmail.com. If you want T-shirts or phone cases or any of that type merch, go to tpublic slash user tpublic.com slash user slash EFLind. And any, you know, sales for that throws a couple bucks our way and that just goes right back into like hosting fees and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thanks everyone for listening to what is this? 40, 47. Yep, 47. 47 weeks of Canto Bite Dispatch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. It seems like a lot. It's a lot of weeks. Yeah. It's a lot of, that's a lot of, uh, we've, we've grown in the past 47 weeks. We have. We have. I, My table has grown of porgs. I mean, I hope our podcast My is home. better. I mean, it's been fantastic since the beginning. <laughs> and it just, it just gets better and better. Okay. Bye. Bye.